Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and we are continuing with our fan series episode here this evening. It is currently July 9th of 2022, and uh, we are going on with the season. We're getting closer and closer to free agency, but tonight... Uh, we're going to have another fan stories episode here for you. Uh, but before we introduce him tonight, um, I would appreciate if you guys would go and use that promo code THPN next time you're over at DraftKings. They're our sponsor. They allow us to do all this cool stuff like this and allow us to get a little bit of uh, cha-ching on the side. So we appreciate them very much. But without further ado, we're going to introduce our fan for the interview today. His name is Davis. Hey, Davis, how are you doing today? doing good so uh is this your first time doing one of these fan interviews like this no i i've done uh two fan interviews on an ou football podcast called through the keyhole through uh, the keyhole yeah shout out through shout out to through the keyhole if i can yep. talk at yeah, keyhole yeah. pod on twitter great okay. podcast great podcast for any ou fans who are out there oh, might be OU? few of us oh. who who listen to this podcast so <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't really have a preference when it comes to OU or whatever. I was growing up. I was brainwashed Nagy, right? Because my my dad was an Aggie. It's a cult. I, yeah, it is a cult. It pretty much is. And my brother Chris goes to A and M, as you probably very well know. Yep. And I did not. So even I, that still is kind of ingrained in my brain a little bit to hate all these schools around other than A and M. So I apologize, yeah. but. Anyways, man, um, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, you know, what you do, do you have a job, family, how old you are, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so I'm from the Oklahoma City metro. I grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma, so just north of Oklahoma City. Uh, grew up there, graduated in 2018, moved down to Norman, uh, where that's where I am right now. I graduated in December with degrees in sports business and management information systems. And right now I'm starting my master's in sport data analytics in the fall. So I'm kind of in between right now. I'm working as a temp for a mortgage company, making sure that people turned in their mortgage documents correctly. But yeah, I mean, 21 years of great life so far. I can't wait to see what comes next. So, so that's pretty cool. I didn't know that about you. Uh, 
So how, what made you decide to, to get into sports like that? Because, I mean, especially with the, the masters you're trying to do, there's not many people that would go into a degree like that. Yeah, I mean, I've always grown up around sports. My parents um, put me in uh, YMCA sports when I was young. Uh, so I've always been around it and I really enjoyed it. I was never that good, but I still went out and had a great attitude and did that. Um, and I kind of played up until freshman year of high school. That was the last year I played an organized sport, really. Uh, I was a backup, backup offensive lineman for a big school football team. So if I wasn't getting playing time on the freshman team, there was no point in doing going forward. And that year I was also doing marching band and football, and I did not want to keep doing that. Um, but kind of during that year, I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff that other teachers and coaches did. And I kind of realized that was something I wanted to do because I've always had a passion for sports. I've watched OU football religiously for the past probably 10 years, uh, just because that's the under, age of understanding. And rather than just I'm watching it because my dad is watching it. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of through high school, worked with that got to OU, it was still the sport management degree, which was just a concentration general management degree, became its own program. Uh, and during that time, I was a student equipment manager for OU's track and field team, which was really cool. A lot of hours, but it was really cool. So do you have a, a specific story from when you were in high school that, that kind of really made you think like, hey, I really, really want to do it? Because you mentioned your teachers and coaches was there, what was something specific about what they did that you were like, that you really gravitated towards? Uh, it was kind of the, one of the big things I'd say would be looking at like the storage closet, which I now would now call the equipment closet, just because I've worked in equipment. Uh, just seeing kind of how one coach had to organize all that and issue it to all the players. That was kind of one of the things that really stood out to me as someone has to do that. I want to be around sports, but I'm not good enough to play. I can fill that role. And that was kind of the, that's like the moment I was like, I think I want to do something in sports. And that's really cool because um, this is totally a little off topic, but um, th there are people that do that. And uh, the people that are around sports uh, that aren't good to play like you and I, <laughs> and that, yeah. uh, you know, Especially, it made me think of the Rich Peverly incident. You know, the mm -hmm. the, the doctors that were there basically mm -hmm. saved a man's life on the bench. Yep. So, I mean, you always yep. need people like that, and the, I, especially the equipment managers and the guys mm -hmm. who work behind the scenes, uh, especially like scouts in the NHL, which is kind of relevant because we just had the NHL draft on uh, Thursday and Friday. So, I mean, those people don't really get a lot of uh, recognition. So, the, I mean, that's admirable that you're looking to go into something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I like being able to help but not get all the credit. And so it kind of fits my personality of, hey, I'm important and I'm helping achieve a goal, but I don't need to be on the front lines getting all the credit. So it, I, that's why I like the people who like that, the trainers, the equipment staff, the directors of operations. They're, if you were to find a organization chart of a pro team like the Stars, you would be hopeful. Oh, you would realize just how much it takes and why it is a business in and of itself. Right. And, and the, and obviously the people that get a majority of the recognition, like, you know, obviously the players, cause they're the ones mm -hmm. that are publicly out there, you know, the coaches, the, 
you know, the general manager, Jim Nell, if we're talking about, you know, the stars or whatever. So, I mean, that's that's really cool and admirable that you would look into something like that. Um, let me ask you about the sports analytics uh, that you were talking about with yeah. the Masters, because I'm still a newbie when it comes to sport analytics. And I don't really talk about it all that much because a lot of our listeners are kind of, you know, iffy about it. But there are there is a lot of good things when it comes to sport analytics mm-hmm. and you know, deciding whether a player uh, is is good or not, you know, with defensive metrics, that's something that's really hard mm-hmm. to uh, to kind of measure. And you can use, you know, sport in- analytics and uh, really deep analytics to uh, explain why a player is so good. Like, for example, Michael Roffel, uh, there's like Jay Fresh on Twitter who does that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um what what made you decide to kind of look into that as like a master's? Because th- that's something that could be really confusing to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm new to it too. Uh, so that may seem odd that I chose to do it as a master's despite not knowing much about it. It's because I want to learn about it and I think I would succeed with it. Um, I kind of just got a passion for it last fall, right? As I was getting ready to leave OU undergrad. And so I'm still learning and, I've had some coding experience, so I've got to learn to code in R. But I, it kind of interests me because it's a growing field inside and outside of sports, just analytics in general. And so there's a lot of, and I like numbers, math is, has always been one of my best subjects. So the math and aspect of like, let me solve this problem using numbers to see how we can improve and set ourselves apart that's the thing that like really draws me to this field um yeah and i forgot the other part of the question i got lost in that part so. <laughs> it's good it's it's okay i'm, I'm asking you a lot of questions yeah. it's all good so uh so eventually so you seem like a really educated guy and a really motivated guy when it comes to uh, getting educated um, so what do you eventually foresee yourself do? I know everybody hates this question, but yeah. like five years down the road, 10 years down the road, where, what do you see yourself doing with the degrees that you have? Five years down the road, my goal is to be working within a sports organization, uh, probably now with numbers and the analytics to help further the team towards a championship goal or, uh, or to sell more tickets or, because the program is there's some performance-based classes you can take on like athlete performance and how to help them train better. But there's also courses on the business side about, like I just said, ticket prices and moving all that stuff around to optimize your market or just see what the trends are. It's doing something like that. I'm not pigeonholing myself yet because again, I'm still very new to this and I don't know entirely what this two-year program is going to hold as far as education, but I that's my short-term goal is to just be implanted, ingrained in a sports organization working towards the goal of that organization. You hear that Dallas stars? You hear that? Yeah. I went to a shout out. Yeah. I, (laughs) I did go to the career fair on the 14th that they were hosting and I did Uh get a business card uh, for uh, with information for the analytics guy. So that is something I'll be looking into uh, probably within a year. Yeah. Very cool. Because you're, are you going into your second year of your master's or just your first year? No, I'll just, I'll just be starting. So I kind of ended up, I came in with credits from high school. Um, not, and so I was kind of early, I was going to get out of college early 
and I ended up graduating a semester early and the program was like, you're accept. I was talking with the advisor. He's like, you would get in and we could get you in for the spring, but the teaching positions that we offer to help students that pay for your tuition don't open up until the fall. So you can yeah. either pay for the spring semester and start now, or you can wait and have someone pay for your tuition. I was like, I'm going to wait and go find another job. <laughs> save that money for when I'm a poor college kid. Right. I, I totally get, I remember those days, you know, uh, I, I was, I was trying anything and everything to try and make a school cheaper. So I totally get that. Um, so, uh, let's get into some of the, I mean, that's really cool. I, I love that, that you're doing that. Cause that's, that's really neat. Uh, cause that's something that, uh, that I I've even considered getting into as well. So, uh, getting into the behind the scenes sports yeah. side, I've always thought about getting involved in something like that. Um, so let me ask you this because obviously we're a Dallas stars podcast and you're talking about sports in general, you know, it sounds like you're willing to work with any team when it comes to numbers, but why do you specifically, uh, love the Dallas stars and hockey in general? What kind of like, you know, attracts you to the sport of hockey? Well, the thing that attracts me to the sport of hockey is the fact that I'm a football fan. So you're telling me I can watch people hit each other? Uh, like you're telling me I can watch a dumbed-down version of football on ice? <laughs> I, I I like the physical side. I played offensive line. I, li- I like getting to hit people. So you, you put people on skates doing that. Uh, that's the general draw for me. But uh uh, hockey's always kind of been hard to access here in Oklahoma. There's not mm-hmm. a professional team. There were we did have the Oklahoma City Barons, who I believe were the AHL affiliate of the Oilers at one point. But they were kind of when I was still young, and they were. We went to one game. Uh, my brother, who could have been, if I was ten, he would have been like, he would have been five or six somewhere in there and he five minutes left in the third less than five minutes left in the third period there's a fight that breaks out so at the time i'm like this is why you come to a hockey game the fight and he's (laughs) he he's not a sports guy then he's not a sports guy now but my little brother was yelling hit him in the face hit him in the face (laughs) so that's one of the things that just always gets it to my family of just like at least everyone but my brother and we love him and he does it's just not what he likes but mm-hmm. everyone in my family likes sports and the physicality involved so yeah and that's what i tell everybody about the sport of hockey it's just like even if you don't necessarily like shooting a black puck into a net and that doesn't you know i know i don't know doesn't excite you mm-hmm. it's the only sport where you can punch somebody in the face you get in timeout for 5 minutes and then you're good you everything's mm-hmm. forgiven so, I mean, like, you know, in football, you get suspended. Basketball, you get suspended. I mean, MLS, you get red carded, whatever. So that's a reason why I like talking when I was little. And I continue to tell people that now, too. But um, so how did you get involved with uh, Stars Hockey in particular? Because obviously there's probably a proximity close, sort of closeness, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. So how did how'd you get into watching Stars and watching Stars Hockey? Yeah. So in 2019, I was living alone on campus, and at OU, you when you're on the Wi-Fi, you essentially have a free Cox subscription, Cox cable thing that you can pull up online. And I was just, I was at home, 
at my apartment, just kind of scrolling through the little thing because I was bored and I didn't have anything to do. And I saw Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, Blues Stars. I can't remember which game it was. I don't remember. I don't think it was game six, but I, I turned it on. Kind yeah, of. We, don't talk, like, we don't talk about game six. I know. <laughs> I've, I've done my research since then. But I, uh, I watched. I kind of watched the game. I was like, man, I really like hockey. It, why is it on NBCSN? We never had NBCSN growing up. Um, and so kind of with then, I, that was the only hockey game I watched in the playoffs. And then I kind of was like, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, Dallas is the closest team to me. It's either Dallas or St. Louis. So, I mean, that's kind of funny how that worked out. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to be a Stars fan now. Why not? Um and so that's kind of how I ended up picking the stars is just because I watched one hockey game and a couple months later, it was like, they're the closest team to me. Why not? Let me follow it a little closer now. Well, that's really cool. That's neat. And, and so you're, some people would say you're a relatively new stars fan, mm-hmm. relatively new. I mean, you've been around for four years still, but there's, you know, old people like me who I I've literally identified with the Dallas stars mm-hmm. since I was born. Mm-hmm. Like on a story since 1993. So, but that's cool that you're, that you're new and it's around and that's how you found them. Mm-hmm. So no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're, you're good. I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay, cool. Well, so um, let me ask you about uh, some of your favorite players. So you probably don't know many of the older players, but you might've done some research about it, yeah. but who are some of your favorite, like current Dallas stars players that, uh, that you like, like to watch yeah i i get this comes from my offensive line the offensive lineman in me i like watching the defensive side and not not necessarily everyone who gets the puck or gets to score all the time but like i like watching the people who can who help win like fox i know people are upset with him but he has a role on the team we can discuss his effectiveness at that role and all that later at a different time I know that's going to make some people mad, but uh, I, <laughs> Miro's really fun to watch. I like watching Lindell. He's a defensive defenseman. That's just something I, he makes good plays too. Uh, but I'm, Otter's my favorite. I mean, when he came in 20, in the shortened season, mm-hmm. the 21 season, I, when he just kind of was like proved that he's going to be good. I mean, this is first, go round and he ended up playing really well. I was like, this kid is going to be special and I love watching him. And when I came to that game on the 14th against the wild, I was like, I was really hoping Otter got the start, but I ended up with Wedgwood. I was like, dang it. Yeah. Which he's still pretty good too. Yes. He's not bad for a backup. Yes. So yes. But when you live in Oklahoma and you don't get to go to a game every time, you're kind of always, Please, for, please let me see the goalie I want. Yep, yeah, I totally, I, I get that too. Um, living where I live now, uh, I, I used to live in Dallas uh, several years ago, but rec- because of my job and where I live now, I'm actually out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. So it takes me like five hours to get to Dallas from where mm-hmm. I am. And uh, so it's it's very rare that I actually get to watch a game in person now. And it, like the only time I really got to watch games was uh, over Christmas time and then over spring break. So that was like the only time I really got to watch uh, the stars the past couple of years is during those times. So I totally get that. 
Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, so a name that popped into my head while you were talking about defensive guys is Jamie Alexiak. Do yep. you, do you, do you like Jamie Alexiak? Yeah, I liked Alexiak. Uh, he, he was kind of here for two years of fandom and then left. So I don't have like a super huge attachment to him. Uh, fun story about that. The First game against Vegas of the Western Conference Finals. I was at home that I was up home in Edmond and I had it on, and my dad was watching. and He scores that goal, and that the rest of my the game, my dad's like, "Why aren't they trying to score more?" I'm like, "This is just who the stars are. They're a defensive team," <laughs> and they just kept showing Alexiak on the rebound, and you're just like, uh, "The Ben rebound, I believe." But mm. it was it's one of those things. It's like. Uh, I, I just enjoy watching those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of sad to see him leave, but when the contract came out, like even as a new fan, I'm like, maybe it's good to let that cap hit go. Yeah, he, he kind of. I mean, he got paid, and good yes. for him. He got he yes. got paid. He got what he deserved. But uh, there was no way the stars were going to be able to afford that kind of a a cap hit uh, from what he was, well, from what he got from Seattle when he got selected, but. Um, tell me about some of your favorite Dallas Stars moments because uh, being a relatively new fan, that that's that's kind of interesting to tell yeah. to figure out, you know, from 2019 to now, what some of your favorite moments are. Yeah. The Winter Classic is kind of the point where I started to really follow the team. Kind of from there, I caught the third period because it was football season for me when the season started. I didn't really mm-hmm. care. I saw that Monty got fired and was like. Oh, that's shocking for reasons that because no one said anything about why he got fired other than conduct. So I was intrigued, but I kind of just put it back to the side, focused on football. But the Winter Classic was kind of when I started to get in. Um, the first game I watched start to finish uh, was we were in New York playing the Islanders. So it would have been probably at Barclays. And I believe that was the game Stephen Johns came back. Um, it was either that one or the Rangers won the night after night or two after. Cause I watched that one too. Then there's the pause, which was <laughs> all that, but my, my all time favorite game 
is game five of the Western conference finals. Uh, that was kind of during a portion of my life where I was working a lot because the track team got affected by COVID a lot. And that changed my hours to where I was essentially a full-time worker, part-time student when it should have been the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, but late at night when I was still there doing my job, making sure that things got done, um, I would have the game on and work and do what it was. And even as my first season as a fan getting to the Western conference finals, I'm like, this doesn't happen very often. And when you do, you could be like the thunder and make it out of there once (laughs) much to my dismay. Um, But, and just when Gurionov scored that goal, I literally stopped working for 20 minutes. Like even after the, uh, Campbell Cup presentation, Campbell Bowl. I was not working. I was just so excited, running up and down the equipment room, just like yelling my heart out. No one was around me, so no one suspected anything. It, like, just it was a moment of joy for me in a time where it was very hard to be joyful and just know something is going my way. I'm, I'm very happy. So that. So there's a lot of personal reasons why that that game is my all-time favorite Stars game. That's that's a really cool story. I like I like to hear that because um, there are some instances when uh, I was very similar to that, where I was, you know, having a rough day or whatever, you know, and especially with uh, with COVID, uh, when the world was shutting down, everything was so unpredictable unknown we didn't know what was going to happen and then we get this absolutely incredible magical unsuspecting run to the stanley cup final yes we didn't win the stanley cup and you know as a stars fan i don't know i hate to say this but i don't know if we're going to get back there for a while but uh, it just the the memories that they gave us out of that run alone i'm going to remember for the rest of my life and Mm -hmm. You know, like for a generation of Stars fans, you know, we we have, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, we've got the 1999 Stanley Cup uh, final win, and that's what really exploded Dallas Stars fandom. And then we had the 2008 uh, Western Conference final run. Yep. And then the 2020 uh, Stanley Cup run, uh, final run as well was another big portion of uh, growing the game in in the state of Texas and just, you know, beginning a new, uh, I guess you could say, a new generation of Stars fans. So uh, I, I, I totally, totally get that memory and why you would uh, identify with that because that's such a cool moment. It was such a cool moment. Um, uh, do you have any other memories that kind of stick out into your uh, mind over the past couple of years? Well, going to my first game, as I mentioned again, and April fourteenth against the Wild, uh, that because that was kind of a, I was supposed to come down for the December twenty third game against the Jets, because the COVID pause, yeah, yeah, I picked that game because I was, I like Connor Hellebuck, so I'll kind of root for the Jets on the side, just of like if they win, great; if they don't, oh well, mm-hmm. just one of those like, hey cool i like this other team too just because they have a player i like okay um but yeah the covid the border shut down i'll call it stop that game from happening um and there are some other things that i was 
I ended up being glad that that happened. I just some family stuff ended up happening that needed to be there for. Yeah. Um, and then, but I was going to the, ended up getting this email about the stars career fair and, and they're like, Hey, come here, you get a ticket. I'm like, well, I'm going to the career fair now. <laughs> yeah, I get to go to a game this season. Why not? And so getting to experience kind of what I'd researched. And uh, since I've become a fan, I've read the hundred things stars fans should know and do before they die. Kind By of that series yep, from book. that series. And so I've done, and so I'm, I was aware of some of that stuff. And just from talking with other stars fans, I know uh, I was really excited to get down for a game. Uh, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And, even I was I was really sad when Flurry had that stretch pass in overtime to end it, but <laughs> I just kind of was like, "That's a great play," and we got it to overtime. I'm I'm okay. And yeah. The just driving home that entire night, or at least the first two hours of the three hour drive, I was like, "That today was a great day." And you know, you're close enough that. Uh... You know, you're not too far away to where you can maybe go out for a game every once in a while. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you've seen the new schedule, but the new schedule is has a lot yeah. more, like, day games. Yes. So, like, especially during the weekend or on yeah. Sundays and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm kind of excited for that because I even could do something like that if I was crazy. Yeah. yeah so, my, I talked to – I got out of that game, and I was like – I told him – I texted my dad, who's kind of become a hockey fan – since it's now that it's on ESPN and TBS and I got back into it, I'm like, you would really enjoy coming to a stars game. And so he's, he was kind of surprised like me. I'm like, yes. And um, I told him kind of next time I saw him in person, I'm like, I'm thinking about going, probably going to go back in December again, like I had originally planned um, just cause that's when my schedule frees up and I don't have to worry about school anymore. <laughs> so or at least for that semester whereas mm-hmm. i just have a break and i can go do that and so i told him i'm like i i'll gonna look at a game and if you want to go the game that i'm looking at is the red wings game on the 10th because it's 1 p.m we could make it a day trip we've done something like that before um and um one of my, my freshman year of college roommate he He's from Michigan, so he's a Detroit fan. Tigers, oh. Lions, yeah, Pistons, especially the Lions, yeah, <laughs> and Red Wings. And the Red Wings are kind of the one he was the most sad to see decline because you've got the Lions and the Tigers who haven't been very good for a while. The Tigers did have a run in the early tens, though, so I'll give them that. Um, but he's also a huge football fan and he's like, the lions just suck, but why do I root for them? <laughs> and so I kind of, and freshman year, OU has a club team too. So that was another thing that he kind of, we kind of went to some club games and I kind of started to get into hockey there too. Um, I don't know why I forgot to mention that earlier, but, mm-hmm. but I just kind of watching some club games that I got into for free. And I still go to those games. They're, it's just fun to watch grassroots hockey, essentially. And um, watch that. And so I kind of, the Eastern Conference team, kind of the same thing as the Jets. If there's a team in the Eastern Conference I want to do well, it's it's the Red Wings. And so it, it's kind of just been a crazy road of the path since I've been in college, essentially, of how 
much I've dived into hockey. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. And and to your friend's credit, the Red Wings are on the upswing now. I actually, yes. I've actually been trying to put together my way too early season predictions, and uh, it look I actually have the Red Wings in the playoffs. So for the first time in a long time. So we'll, we'll see how that goes right now. But yeah, it'll be interesting because now every, I think the two teams you're going to see in those predictions that you're going to be like that are going to people are going to say the same thing about are the wings and the sends because of all that stuff. And my, one of my other friends who's a Senators fan is pretty happy right now. Yeah, I totally. And yeah, especially right now with, uh, it, for those of you that are listening at the time of this recording, uh, Alex DeBrinket just got traded to, to the Ottawa senators. So I'm sure a lot of people in Ottawa are very excited about that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be too. Uh, I was hoping mm-hmm. the stars could have got, went out and got Alex DeBrinket, but yeah, it is what it is though. So, um, so, uh, one of the, ah, I forgot, there was a one question I was going to ask you about. Oh, um, so, so you just been to one Stars game in general, right? Just mm-hmm. the April fourteenth game against Minnesota. What did you like about the game in general? Was it the the actual play on the ice? Was it the atmosphere? What what was it about the American Airlines Center that was so much fun? Well, I got to go down and kind of hang out with the Hawk and Paws homies, uh, kind of that area. I got to hang out with them, see the warm-ups, and just see like actual players like almost as far as I am from the computer screen I'm talking to you through, just mm-hmm. to see players that close. That was really that's a really cool experience. Um, the play on the ice and just to see, because I've been to a, a prob- roughly 50 OU club games just from – my time at OU and just to see the difference from a bad club team to pros pros just the play on the ice and how fast paced everything was and how clean the passes were and just that was really cool but the atmosphere was actually one of one of the best things I've been to in a in a while just with the stars during the national anthem which is one of my favorite sports things like just with a song just the music was really nice like uh shout out to shippy shout out to shippy (laughs) ou's i've been to a ton of ou sporting events and ou's not necessarily something i go to the music go for the music it's not my thing and not a ton of the songs were like quote unquote my thing but i still really enjoyed them and the atmosphere shippy played with the music and just to it was it was just a. It, it was, was just fun. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. fun. And I, like I said, I want to go back, and I'm eyeing the Red Wings game on the 10th of December. And I think I speak for all Stars fans when I say this to you, Davis: is a regular season game is nothing like a like a home playoff game. Yeah. You, you eventually one day, and they they do get kind of pricey sometimes. Yep. But you gotta go to one of those games sometimes. I promise you, it is so much different. It gets louder. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's bonkers. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody who's listening to me say this right now is in complete agreement with me when I say that it's so much fun being in a playoff atmosphere like that at American Airlines Center. Yeah, I I really want to, but when it gets pricey and you live three hours away, and the time of night, year too, it kind of yeah, makes it's, it hard. It's it's just hard 
it, it's also frustrating. I always made my, cause I'm a thunder fan. I, I don't follow the NBA as much as more, but anymore just cause of differences and all that. But I'm a thunder fan. And when really big fan, when they were in the playoffs all the time, and I never got to go to a playoff game, despite everyone telling me you would love it. It's so much better than regular season game. So I, I have yet to make any playoff game appearances, which kind of stinks. Well, one day you will. One day you will. One day. One day. Well, hey, man, thanks for doing this. This was so much fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for I, having I, me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and uh, doing this with me. I, I know it's late. We're doing this. It's almost 945 at the time we're recording yeah. this. But uh, last question for the evening. How are you thinking about the next Dallas Star season? Uh, I've talked to Mullet Mike, and he says you should always be excited for the season because, you know, it's Dallas Stars hockey. And then I've got some people who are cautiously optimistic, like Julie. Julie was cautiously optimistic. And then I've got some Stars fans who I've been talking to who are just very pessimistic and very depressed because of the the prospects of next season. Where do you fit in all of that? Where would you put yourself? I, I'm with Julie. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh DeBoer was not my first choice, but my first choice was Trotz. And the more I sat down and thought about that, I just wanted Trotz because of the name, not because of fit and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I was not really too concerned about who the next coach is going to be. Um, but DeBoer still wasn't my first choice. Um, I, I still think with the roster we have, and he does have a record of success, but it's not ultimate success um, yeah, he doesn't have a stanley cup that's true. right and so it's one of those things of i think he can be a good coach but are we going to get the performances we need from players because we've had some like ben and sagan their scorings down the tired storyline there um just kind of some of that stuff you have to perform too because i've seen teams in my lifetime that come in with all this hype of yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna like we should be the team to win and then no one performs the way they should there's things all things are just off the entire year and then a coach leaves in november but this is not ou football i should stop talking about that (laughs) so i'm used to stuff i'm using that as an example of i'm used to stuff like that so i always kind of come in with a hey i i really do think we have a if we play hot at the right time like the bubble i think we can Go on do, a run, yeah. Do some, but I also have been a sports fan long enough to know: don't sell yourself there. You're going to get hurt again, right? Yeah, and that was totally that way in 2021 when we did make the playoffs, and I, I knew most of it was because of the injuries we had, and you know, Sagan was hurt, uh, Hens was playing every other game, yeah, and uh, we just had a rough season, and the, I mean, that was on the back burner, but. Uh, I, I really am excited for this season and uh, this upcoming season. And I've actually been more uh, optimistic the past week or so uh, than I have in a long time, like a very long time. Like I was very high on the team going into the, the shortened 2021 season, but I'm even more high on them now because it looks like they've got a lot of good players and they're going to do some damage. And it looks like they might go after a, uh, a a top six guy who can score some goals. So if, yeah. if that's true, then it's it's making me even more excited for next season. So 
Yeah, and the other thing that helps, like what you were saying with the players coming back, is that like there's been a consistent level from the players we have coming back. That it's that gives me some optimism too. Like the path, the Robo Pavs hence line was consistently our best line, and like when we needed something, they provided it ninety five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And there's role players who will provide a key goal every now and then, like Raffle. Uh, it just there's there's a lot to like here. I just reserving myself because I've been hurt too many times <laughs> by OU football. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm I'm just saying I'm I'm I get hurt from the stars, yeah. but also from the Mavs a little bit as well from this past postseason, and also you know the the Cowboys are the most perfectly mediocre team in the NFL. So it just the way it is. But yeah. Um, well, Davis, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Uh, this has been a blast, and uh, I hope to uh, hopefully one day run into you at a Stars game in yeah. person rather than just virtually like this. But uh, you oh, yeah. got anything else you want to say before we close it off for tonight? Uh, no, not really. Um, if if you liked what I said, and I don't, I don't care about followers, but I'm just – gonna say it my twitter is at soonerfan 432 i'm not super active but i mean if you want to talk or something just He's let there. me know there yeah and dallas stars dallas stars people go hit him up for a job when he graduates with the master hey the people. stars follow me so they know where to find me <laughs> all right guys uh once again davis thank you along with davis my name is ryan this has been episode eight of the fan stories series We'll be back with you guys again very, very soon with another episode, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. You'll have a very good evening, and I'll just save it for Davis. Go OU football. Yeah.